0: well hey there welcome to day 26 of the get up and go 40 day free challenge we're getting up and going what the heck does get up and go mean to you to me it means take action it means to get moving it means to do something versus sitting around and waiting and just reacting to things that happen around me it means getting my rearing gear and moving my life in the direction I want it to that's to me what the get up and go challenge is all about it's about picking the area of your life physical mental emotional spiritual financial relationships or contribution, picking one of those areas or moving forward a little bit in all of those areas. This challenge is long enough. 40 days is long enough for us to go through the soap model because we want to clean up our act and make sure we're always moving in the direction that's right for us. And we do that by soaping things up. And before I get into the P today, because the P in soap is of course progress. How do we take, The first three steps, the things that we've done so far, the action that we took, how do we take that and make that a ritual or a habit or a pattern? Remember we were talking about patterns yesterday and how do we, I promised that I would talk about what is the best pattern interrupt. Now, the reason this is the best is because we automatically do it. We're always doing it all the time on a subconscious level. Lots of the time we don't realize that we're doing it, but we're always doing it. What is that thing? What is the best pattern interrupt? Before I talk about progress and how I'm doing that with respect to my mental well being and my mental health, what is that best pattern interrupt? That best pattern interrupt is asking questions. Questions are the best, absolute best pattern interrupt. Why? Because, number one, we're always evaluating everything. If, think about how you think and how you see things and and how you experience life we Experience life by comparing it to our past experiences by comparing it to what we want by comparing it to our feelings Comparisons are asking questions. Is this similar to anything I've experienced before is this different? How is this different? (laughs) Have I ever experienced anything like this before what does this mean to me all of those are questions our brains automatically think in evaluative questioning manner we just do it it, don't take my word for this test this on yourself just quietly somewhere okay I'm observing this magnifying glass what color is this magnifying glass how strong is this magnifying glass what does this magnifying glass mean to me how can I use this magnifying glass anything that we look at observe or see You know this anytime we see a person anytime we see a thing we are automatically asking questions about it and that's how we're deciding if it's dangerous for us if how we need to react how we need to respond so the fastest way to have a pattern interrupt on yourself is to ask questions ask a different question ask a better question I've got uh, some really personal experience with asking a better question when i was younger and prior to my having a a sudden cardiac arrest i was living my life and i we all have tony robbins taught this and i really applied this lesson i I half-ass applied it when i first heard about it because i like to do things with what i learned but i didn't really think about it and i didn't get honest with myself and i didn't really do the deep work i needed to do when i first learned the concept of your um your question all of us in our life have this Overriding question that we automatically ask and it turns out after my sudden cardiac arrest I did this exercise again, and I got serious about it and I really Started to dive into it understand my primary question turns out my primary question for the previous probably 10 or 15 years was WTF if you don't know what WTF is, I'm not gonna say it just ask in the comments below and I'll write it right I don't use the F word very much, but Obviously, in my brain and in my mental thinking, I was using it all the time, like thousands of times a day. And it was just how I filtered everything. Guess what? If you filter everything through the question WTF, is that an empowering question? Or is that a question that is automatically judging that everything is wrong or that something's wrong? And therefore, if something's wrong, I have to fix it or be frustrated about it or somehow it's going to impact me in a negative way. Well, guess what? It did impact me in a negative way up to it including having a sudden cardiac arrest because everything was wrong everything in my life was wrong to the point where I got overwhelmed and my body decided it was just gonna check out and shut down I'm not on a conscious level heck I didn't even know what a sudden cardiac arrest was back then until after it happened to me and I was lucky enough to be one of those people that survived that event vast majority of people don't you know 97% of people die instantly and they're never even found or discovered of those 7% or uh, 90, 93% and then of the 7% that survive, there's like 90% of them or 90 some percent of them that have brain damage and are never the same again because they've lost oxygen to their brain if your heart's not beating guess what your brain doesn't get oxygen brain doesn't get oxygen you lose brain function you lose bodily functions and brain function and if you're not found soon enough you die and you stay dead I was lucky enough that I was found right away and I was kept going until they could jump start my heart and then freeze me and do all kinds of coma type things and 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 make sure that I I actually woke one of the very fortunate ones that woke up and recovered from that event but after that event of course I needed to figure out what happened right it was the biggest wake-up call of my life and I needed to know what was going on and it turns out the questions were one of the, the best ways for me to answer what had happened to me because that was my biggest question what the hell happened right how did I get here and I, I needed to do a lot of exploring to figure out and a lot of deep mental work and to find out what and how I got there and the one thing that sticks with me the most is that I discovered that my primary question was what the F and that meant I was looking at everything through a filter of it's wrong. It's not right. Something has is, is got to be changed. And if something's always got to be changed, you're not really living in the now, right? You're not really happy with anything. And I wasn't. I, I mean, I love my kids, uh, but a whole lot of other areas of my life were super messed up. And I needed to fix them. And, and fixing them primarily started with picking a different question. So guess what? We, we operate automatically. One of our patterns is to operate automatically off of a primary question. But we can change that primary question. I didn't know we could change it. Now, I know Tony Robbins told me probably 25 years earlier I could change it, but I didn't. I didn't consciously say, this is going to be my driving question. And it's really interesting. If you watch people's behavior, if you listen to the way they talk, if you pay attention, you will see people's... Primary question before very clearly and before they even do, uh, it was interesting. Uh, turns out, my daughter and my sibling, my sisters, and my in-laws were making bets on what were going to be the first words out of my mouth when I woke up from the coma following that sudden cardiac arrest. And of course, my daughter and my sister, my, my sister who's closest to me in age, she and my daughter both guessed that "WTF" were going to be the first words out of my mouth. Guess what the first words out of my mouth were? WTF in a croaky voice because I had a tube down my throat for over a week, (laughs) you know But that was the first thing that I said when I woke up in the hospital from that coma So that was a clear indication to me that yes indeed. That was my primary question, but I made quick work of Changing that over the next week or so I, I Spent time and energy really crafting and deciding what is my primary question gonna be? What is it gonna be and? (laughs) <laughs> it's driven me uh, and it's still it's still a good primary question but I'm not sure I'm thinking now again that questions have come up now is maybe a time to reevaluate and reanalyze and say is this still the right primary question for me and the question I replaced WTF with was what am I creating now so whenever anything came up when I was we were looking at anything when I was deciding am I gonna take this new medication the doctor said I should take or not or how am I feeling Everything was now evaluated rated through what am I creating now? Now that's been my my operating question for several years. Now I'm, I'm almost to the point where I need to say, do I want to keep creating things, or is there a better primary question for me? Only I can answer that. Only you can answer that for you. And I think over the weekend, maybe I'll do some deep work over the next couple of days on on saying and just checking in with myself and saying, okay, is what am I creating now? still the best primary question for me maybe yes maybe no spent the last couple years doing a whole lot of creating of stuff but it isn't necessarily the things that I that I still want to be creating if that makes any sense so questions I contend are the fastest easiest best way to do a pattern interrupt on yourself now there's also things you can do you can move physically moving physically uh, breathing there's physical things that you can do to as, as a really quick pattern interrupt but I say, why not pick something that we're already automatically doing? We're already, we always think in questions. We're already automatically doing it. I didn't make this up. I learned it from some brain people that, that, that said that, as well as I know Tony Robbins mentioned that as well, that we're always evaluating and questioning everything and, and, and asking, what does this mean to me? You know, what color is this? What does beauty mean to me? Everything, everything we ask is a question. So why not use that in our favor? it's like people say oh just think positive think positive guess what you can't just think positive thinking positive if you've got 80,000 thoughts a day the average person thinks 80,000 thoughts a day how the heck are you gonna filter and think positive on all 80,000 thoughts a day when we are inundated with negative messages from all areas and aspects of our life constantly and continuously if anybody thinks that the news and the media is positive raise your hand and share in the comments below. Uh, because if if you believe that, you are being impacted by negative messages all the time that you don't even realize are not in your... And by negative, I mean not for your personal benefit, right? You know, I, I get the argument from people a lot that they, they need to stay informed, they need to stay up to date. Because I challenge the people that I work with to take a media and news break, go on a media and news diet or... Uh, eating plan or, or feeding my brain plan or your brain plan for just a week for a week because in the 1980s the late 1980s I was at Procter Gamble and I went through a training a Louis Tice training it was called and I don't I don't even know if Louis Tice information is out there anymore but it was basically you know all this uh, positive thinking not just positive thinking but it was how to to create your own life right how to make your life work for you and in it the first day they challenged us to give up all media, all news for a week. Now, it was before the internet, right? There was no internet, so we didn't have to give up that. So it's a little harder for folks now. But we just shut ourselves off from media for the week of the training. And it had a huge and profound impact on me. I actually stopped watching the news, and I, I never picked it up again. And I used to watch the news every every day, at least once a day. Now the news has changed a lot in that 30-plus, 40-year period, right? It's changed... 35, I don't know how many of your years it is. It's, it's changed a lot. The media is definitely not the same game as it was back then. And even back then, it was good for me to, to stop consuming it. Guess what? Everything that we need to know in the world, we find out about. Even a pandemic, even, even things that happened that we should be aware of for our safety and our kids' safety, other people tell us people interact with me and they tell me everything I need to know and if I need to go deeper I can look into it and I can then get an in, get some information and then make my own decision on what it means for me and I still do that today so I invite people to take a break from media take a break from the news especially for a week I uh, I was popping in periodically to get pandemic updates or things and I, I even i didn't even do that very much during the pandemic i just would check to see you know what are the guidelines what are we supposed to do and not supposed to do in my area so that i'd make sure i and i was going to be compliant anyway but um, just to make sure even then with the rioting and things checked in with a couple things observed what i was observing personally and then turned off everybody else's noise about the topic so that i could think for myself and choose and know what was the right thing to do for me and my family and my safety, et cetera. Um, because it just, it turns into fighting about people's opinions. It's not about what's really going on. It's about people's deep-seated opinions. And a lot of times, they're not even our opinions. They're just things that we've heard and then they have get gotten twisted and twisted through different chains or through passing around or old information being pulled up and shared as if it were new. Uh, there's so much manipulation of information in the media right now if we don't think for ourselves, we're in big, big trouble. So I encourage everybody, take a break, take a week off, ask your own questions, get your own answers, and consider the source that you're getting your answers from. What is their intention? What is their purpose? What is their mission? Because a lot of times it isn't for our benefit. It's to get advertising dollars. It's to get eyeballs. It's to get attention. It's it's for reasons that have nothing to do with whether the information is right or true or good for us or not. Uh-huh. You know there's a a book one of my favorite books that jim edwards recommended to me a long time ago and i think i already had the book and i just hadn't read it was how to lie with statistics and i and i learned in my corporate career that you can take information and data the same numbers the same tests the same experiment the same results and you can present them in any way you want to show whatever you want any anything you want if i wanted to show that Um, quality was getting better in a certain area, even if we were having more instances and more challenges, we could still present the data and graph it. And and the same raw data could be massaged or um, manipulated, right? To, To present the message that we wanted it to. And the same is going on in every aspect and every area of our lives. And mostly we don't know about it. We don't even know that it's happening. All right, so that's a little off topic progress let's talk about progress now so questions I invite you to ask more questions when you need a pattern interrupt um, let me think of a pattern that I've been running recently well since the pandemic the pattern I've been running recently is not sticking to my physical and this isn't a mental one but I'm sure I've done a lot of mental ones too but physical one uh, I I wasn't sticking to what I normally do for my physical activity and what I normally do for Uh, my consumption what I eat for energy what I eat and I could make excuses and say oh it's because I couldn't get out shopping well I wasn't getting out shopping anyway before the pandemic so that's not a very valid excuse and then I was making the excuse that oh I'm hanging out with my granddaughter every day all day so I'm more apt to munch on or snack on some of the things she are which are great for a four or five year old but they're not so great for a 60 year old Uh, so I could make all these excuses but the truth is I was getting into some bad patterns bad habits. Oh, I need more energy to keep up with her. So I'm just going to have a couple Oreos. Oh, whatever, whatever it was. And I needed to interrupt that pattern. So, as part of this challenge, beginning the physical one, the, the day one, I the first one I addressed was physical changes and physical things are going on. And I decided I was going to give up sugar. So, I've been not eating any sweets or any sugar and what's today? Day 26. So, for 26 days. And I'll go all 40 days and then probably have sugar because i will like a little sugar once in a while but i committed to myself that i needed a pattern interrupt and i found that by testing myself in the past if i do a physical change when i want a physical change in my life it has the biggest impact and one of those is give up sugar give up salt give up processed foods those three are the ones that kind of alternately change or eat more protein or drink more water. You know, there's there's just a handful of things that we all can do super easily. And then I just make it for different amounts of days. Maybe I'll do just a five-day, hey, no sugar, or a 10-day no sugar. I've done that. I uh, had a 30-day no sugar, and now I'm doing a 40-day no sugar. Because that, I know, will interrupt the pattern of how my body is craving and wanting sugar. Kind of to the point now at day 26 that, yeah, I'll see something. I made her chocolate chip cookies yesterday. I didn't even want one. I, I wasn't even... Uh, tempted by it and I was smart enough to put the sea salt caramels in the way back of the pantry where I don't even see them I got oatmeal and other things in front of them so I don't even see them and so that if I'm not tempted it's easier to have more willpower (coughs) so what am I doing for my mental capacity my brain in order to um well, interrupt the pattern number one and then also to I'm actually doing a bunch of things but I'll only share one my son gave me some audit audiobooks that are really really good for mindset and and thinking and so I'm listening to one one is for millionaire mindset which you know I started listening to yesterday and then I was having trouble getting my videos processed, so I had to pause it and stop listening to it but I'm listening to that I'm also doing the excuse me your your life is waiting playbook and so every night before I go to sleep I spend, and it it varies, so far it's been, you know, a half an hour to 45 minutes to an hour doing each of the activities in this playbook. Now, some of them are emotional and have to do with our emotions, which we'll run into next week. Some of them are, there's always discuss in journal, but it asks a lot of questions. It has us draw out models and come up with what things mean to us. And right now, uh, I'm working on the victim things and and how we're a victim and you know I like to think I'm not a victim but guess what every single one of us have felt victimized or been victimized or been a victim in some way shape or form thousands of times in our life some of us more severely than others other people way more severely than me but we all have have experienced victimhood being victims of something of all different things and all different degrees of things so it's really it, it's it's hard work to do, and it's not physically hard, it's mentally hard, right? And guess what? Some of the hardest work that we ever do in our lives, in any area of our life, any aspect of our life, is actually the mental work, the preparation, the planning of what it is that we want to do and are gonna do. Uh, if you ask 100 people what they want, most of them will give you a laundry list of all of the things that they don't want, like, of 100 people 80 to 90 percent will give you the big list of what they don't want But they will have a hard time articulating saying this is what I want This is really what I want. This is what I want in each and every area and aspect of my life Most people don't know that most people don't even think about it And guess what if we don't think about something if we don't know where we're going We're just like hopping in a car and driving randomly till we run out of gas same thing with our life We have to decide what it is we want where we want to go and then that's how we get there that's the first step to getting anywhere so in order to make progress i have committed to doing this whole book and it's definitely going to take me more than till the end of the challenge right i only get through i'm only on page 30 let's see i'm not even on page 33 i'm on page magnifying glass where are you when i need you page 32 i'll start tonight and it's a quick rundown on how victims play the game it talks about the world of victims and stuff. So it's really interesting. i got to tell you, I don't really spend much time thinking about victims. Probably the last time I thought about victims and victimhood was the last time I went through this book, which was back in 2011. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited to be going through it again I because I had forgotten about the activities in it. And some of them are absolutely awesome and so powerful. And, and they're the simplest activities, but they're like, they get you thinking about things that you've never or you haven't thought about for a long time or may have never even considered or thought about before. It's definitely a belief stretching, um, possibility expanding book. So from a thought sign process, this is the thing I'm going to continue doing through the end of the challenge and beyond, to infinity and beyond. Now normally, when we're talking about progress, we look at our lifeline. We've looked at our lifeline from three different aspects now. And I didn't I haven't put mental on here maybe I'll pick a different color I should clean this up and do it differently I will but I could do my my mental processes and I could timeline out my life about my thought processes and I don't know if it would be positive above the line negative below the line and where and how we would map that out but you know it's the same way with our physical or our relationships and our financial it's kind of all across the board and it's just my intuitive guess about where I'm going Uh, so i could do the life line exercise that's a good one or and see what how i'm trending i always want to be trending up right but that doesn't really help me address that am i making progress am i making progress toward uh, what is that i want and so what i like to do is i like to on a monthly basis look at the the seven categories, seven areas of my life and ask myself, how am I doing? How do I feel right now? Like I'm doing, and guess what? They go up and down and up and down and up and down, just like everything else in our life. Sometimes my physical well-being has been like an eight, an eight plus. Other times it's been like a two, right? I guess when I was dead, it was a zero, but it changes based on the snapshot. It's just like a picture, a picture, a snapshot is just an instant in time. And so once a month I like to take that snapshot and I don't get all bent out of shape about it I just like to look at it to kind of give myself a guide of okay what area do I really want to focus on now and when I'm doing a challenge right now every five days we're focusing on I am focusing on a different area you can focus on that one with me or you can pick a different one or you can do the same area if if finances are really freaking you out just do this over and over and over again with your finances and keep adding and improving and continuously moving toward the thing that you want each time you go through the the soap process you move significantly ahead i think that you probably are experiencing that with me i know i'm sure experiencing it even though i'm doing different areas of my life i'm definitely getting movement in each area of my life so mental doing the book i will continue to do the book and, you know, every day I'm, I'm like, wow, listen. And I notice because it's impacting my sleep and I'll wake up early thinking about or I'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking about something that I was reading about and thinking about I'm like, oh, light bulb moment. And so it's really fun to have those. I don't know about you, but I like having aha moments and realizing some of the things I've struggled with for years because I haven't been... Focusing on them properly or paying attention or asking the right questions or even realizing that I had a trigger that was being tripped or, and a pattern that I was running that is really dysfunctional for me. And when we become consciously aware of things like questioning them, that's when we can make real massive changes in our life. So that's it for our progress we want to make progress by systematizing and automating or creating rituals or habits out of something share them mentally I'm going to continue to work through that book and then after that I'll probably come up with something else as well because like I said I don't want to stay at a seven mentally I need to get back to like our get up to like a nine or ten in my estimation to really be clicking on, on all the cylinders I want to be clicking on because my thoughts drive my beliefs, which drive my feelings, which drive my everything and determines what I will or will not do in any area of my life. Works the same for all of us, whether we believe it or not. Alright, that's it. Have an absolutely amazing day. If I can help you in any way, if you've got any questions about progress or questions, hit me up in the comments below. Otherwise, I will be with you tomorrow for day 27 of our 40-day Get Up and Go Challenge. Get up, go, have an amazing day.